Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. GM recalls continue while the UAW opens doors down south and there's a problem with power. Hi, I'm Nicole Geverink. We've got those stories and more, plus John McElroy's commentary coming up on today's edition of AutoLine Daily. And now the news. The GM recall dance continues as three more were issued, bringing the total this year to 74. The latest numbers topped out at just over 60,000, with 95% of those vehicles from North America. This round contained Pontiac G8s and older Cadillacs, as well as even some 2014 Chevy Sonics. In addition, GM issued a stop delivery order on its new mid-size pickups, the Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon, due to questions with the driver's side airbag. That's bad news for the automaker as it looks to make a splash with these new trucks. In fact, the company is looking to make a global move in the mid-size segment as it teams up with the Suzo to develop a truck to sell around the world. Each company will build its own trucks, but so far, no on-sale date just yet. And by the way, stay with us through the break when John talks about GM's efforts to grow the mid-sized truck segment. Meanwhile, while many in Alabama were focused on college football this weekend, they might have missed a little union history when the UAW opened Local 112. Officially known as Mercedes-Benz U.S. International, the chapter looks to represent the workers at the company's 17-year-old SUV plant near Tuscaloosa. And though some did sign up immediately, it may be a while before the union can negotiate contracts, as it looks to grow the membership of this local. By the way, it should be noted the UAW had the blessing of Daimler's German labor union, IG Metall, which was also there for the opening. The U.S. malaise in electric car sales seems to be over, as they've continued to grow throughout the year. Now, even though totals are only a little over a half a percent of the market, the Nissan Leaf, Tesla's Model S, and the new sales dynamo, the BMW i3, show that there is a growing customer base in the handful of states where they're all available. And speaking of power, Americans may be embracing more electric cars, but we may be seeing a Pacific Rim, the movie, type fight brewing when it comes to what you'll be driving in the near future. The Wall Street Journal reports that both Daimler's Dieter Zetja and his Nissan Renault counterpart Carlos Ghosn teamed up against Toyota's planned launch of a fuel cell-powered vehicle at last week's Paris Auto Show. With Mr. Ghosn's company so invested in electrics and Daimler into clean diesel and others focusing on hybrids, the executives say they want to see more of an industry standard to things rather than every company pursuing its own avenue. Either that or maybe they're a little frightened of Toyota's track record with the Prius. And by the way, if you haven't caught any of AutoLine's Paris coverage yet, be sure to check out our individual interviews anytime at our website or YouTube channel. Coming up next, John McElroy talks thermal nuclear truck wars. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. So who has the smartest strategy when it comes to the pickup segment in the American market? Is it Ford with its aluminum F-150 or GM with its new mid-sized trucks? I'm telling you, both are taking big risks. Will Ford's manufacturing lines and supply chain 
ramp up to full speed using all new aluminum processes? And will the service and repair industry be able to keep up with these new processes so that F-150s can retain their long-term loyalty? This truck is the single largest source of profits for Ford, and if it does not sell as well as before, it can jeopardize all of Ford's future capital spending plans. General Motors is taking on a Herculean task. It's trying to single-handedly revive the midsize pickup segment, but it has to. Its new midsize trucks will undoubtedly cannibalize some sales from its full-size pickups. So unless it sells more than enough midsize trucks to make up for that loss, its strategy will have backfired. Even though GM calls its new entries midsize, they're actually quite big, and they cost $6,000 to $10,000 less than a comparably equipped big truck. That's going to lure a lot of buyers away from the big ones. You know, nothing hurts quality like adding new variables, and Ford just added a lot. An all-new design, new materials, and new manufacturing processes. If its truck plants get up to line speed without a major hiccup, it'll be a small miracle. But both companies have to significantly ramp up the fuel efficiencies of their trucks. Diesels offer one route, but they're very expensive. Hybrid trucks have been a dismal sales failure. That leaves lightweighting and downsizing, and we're about to see those strategies play out. My gut tells me that Ford will do just fine. It could hit some speed bumps getting up to line speed, but customers will welcome a pickup that handles and brakes better, offers more capability, and delivers better fuel economy. GM is taking the bigger gamble. It has to protect the sales of its full-size trucks at the same time it brings in a lot of mid-size buyers. And I mean a lot. And you can be sure that Toyota and Nissan are not going to sit by idly while this happens. But if GM can grow its overall pickup sales by 100,000 units or so, it can legitimately declare victory. This is going to be the greatest sales battle in the American market in 2015. And while both strategies could turn out to be successful, that's not the way it usually happens. We will probably have a clear idea of whose strategy is the smartest by the time of the summer solstice. Thanks, John. Well, that's it for today's show. I'll see you tomorrow.